0: Hi guys, welcome to Election Day. Thank you and sorry. Uh, this is a really a special episode of what we are recording. This it's going to go out pretty much immediately. We're just going to sort of you know tighten the screws on it and so that you guys can listen to it today. Because if we are lucky enough to be your comfort media today, we would love to be. And so I think that everyone could use a bit of extra self care. And so here is a bit of a, a rough around the edges episode. Thank you guys so much. Please go out and vote. And if you need us, tweet us hello and welcome to episode 41 of what it's an election day special yay (laughs) uh
1: yeah i would say are we are we doing like a a a yay a cheer here's my thing yeah people are gonna listen to this tomorrow and we have no idea how they're gonna be feeling that's true oh god i keep thinking about that we're speaking in the unknown future it's true. We're recording this on election day. I feel like this episode might be a little bit different today. Uh, There's some fun things I want to share. Like the big thing is I I asked yesterday on my Twitter account, what were your self-care plans? Oh yeah, I saw that. For today, which is the day that we're recording, which is Tuesday. And I got some really fun responses. So I thought we could talk about those. Yeah, go for it. Uh, in case people, you know, need self-care ideas <laughs> for sure. t- when they're listening to this tomorrow. Yeah. So I <laughs> hope we could talk about those. Um, and I also... I don't know if you've been clocking this, Ellie, but you know I love to uh, clock. I know you love to clock. And especially about an election that like determines a lot of things for you that you don't get to participate in, yeah. which is like super fun. Mm-hmm. It's so
0: cute. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's cool. What about it? Um, well, so you know like one of the really fun things about American culture, like one of the fun like quirks. The freedom? Huh? is it the freedom well so yes so it's it's the way that we love to like live in this sort of like self delusion that we're the only country that's free and the only country that has freedom and the yeah. only country which like honestly i have heard other americans uh express surprise that like other countries vote and i'm like do oh. and i'm like do you think that everybody else's president is a king like and then i'm <laughs> like oh it's because they don't know what a prime minister is and i'm like okay well no No, like, there's elections all over the world. It's not just our election. Surprise. Uh, But what's fun about that is that despite having that sort of, like, general cultural vibe, we have, like, actually pretty abysmal, like, voter turnout every four years. Like, abysmal. And, I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. Like, you know, it's not a national holiday. There's a lot of voter suppression in the United States. It's very corrupt. Um, But... This year, uh, I don't know if you, this is the thing that's like, I mean, I don't know I don't know about you, Ellie, I sitting here on Tuesday, not knowing what's going to happen. Tuesday again, no problem. I'm so scared about what I want to happen that I can't even say it out loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have yet to say it out loud and I won't on this podcast, but I think everybody pretty much knows what I would like to happen. But one thing that I have seen is that apparently we're on track to have the highest voter turnout since 1908 so in over a hundred years
0: that's pretty awesome and it is and it's It's
1: good it's a good thing it is a good thing and it does you know it, it maybe indicates that people who don't typically interact with politics are like i sure would like to see my ideas happen and Typically, when people want to see their ideas happen, it's because they want change instead of the mm. same. Mm. But we don't know yet. And I won't say anything out loud and I never have. So, and she's actually never spoken. Out loud. I've actually never, so, those, so, that's one interesting thing. I think it's really cool to kind of look at um, something that you can do like pretty easily on Wikipedia is you can see the electoral maps in the United States for every presidential election like going back to when they started counting um and it's really easy because it's like you just go to one so you can go to like 2016 presidential election and like the main photo will be the map and then you can press that button that's like previous election previous election previous election so you can see them change um and it's wild to look at because like the last time there was like an insane blowout was ronald reagan's re-election in the 80s and like looking at that map is like nuts it's like it's like the entire country just went for reagan you know um, what? I will vote. <laughs> yeah, it's just so crazy. And so that's something that's like really interesting that you can look at. Um, again, these are all just like
0: ideas for like things to do if your brain's like going crazy. I'm drinking. So, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> same. I saw something really interesting. I do want to hear about these self care practices. I saw a very interesting tweet thread. Tell me about the little blue wave that sort of cuts through the South and they. They have all the same similar voting maps that go back to like four years ago, four years previously to that. And it's always the same little blue ripple that goes through, that cuts through like um, Louisiana and down that area. Mm hmm. Then they compare that with a map of America in the Cretaceous period, like when <laughs> pa- still like a part of Pangaea, I guess, uh-huh. and it shows a significant mineral deposit that follows that say, blue wave. What? So that area of America, that mineral deposit, became really great fertilizing area for things like cotton. Oh. So, hundreds of years later, when America did its really cool thing, there were a lot of plantations, specifically cotton and things that also grow really well, like corn and other things that grow in that kind of soil. Um, Obviously, that was where the slave traders settled and enslaved lots of people from African-American descent to, uh, to pick cotton in those fields when they were... Given their freedom, it took a little while for the great sort of northern spread of the of freed black slaves, and a lot of them settled in that area. So that blue wave is sort of directly proportional with black families and black communities that stayed in mm-hmm. that area. That makes that's really fascinating. Is and that, still to this day, twenty well, twenty.
1: What's one of my favorite things is I don't know if you ever interact with these, but on TikTok, because you know I love to bring it back to TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> on TikTok, there's a lot of times there's uh TikToks about like you know talking about, like, how, like, rednecks were the original, like, progressives, Uh they're the ones that, like, fought for unions and fought for, you know, sort of, like, the manufacturing and agricultural, uh, communities, especially in, like, the rural, like, east and south were the ones that, like, fought for unions, which, like, unions are what you can thank for, like, a lot of, like, the social programs that we have now, or, like, any kind of, like, employee protections, labor day, uh, any of those things, Um, So they were the original progressives. And then sometimes you'll see like, you know, like TikTok teens kind of like doing like a a hypothetical wandering out loud where they're like, hey, it sure is interesting that like, you know, Republicans say that they're like for small governments because they want like personal freedoms and they don't want people to tell them like what to do is like supposedly the vibe. But then like they sure do love to like tell everybody what to do. (laughs) (laughs) uh, with like their bodies and, and all those other things. Right. Um, and I was like, you know, that's totally true. And honestly, like being from the deep South, I'm not going to pretend like it was this blue paradise. Cause it wasn't, but even like my father who is for the first time in his adult life, not voting Republican, which is a huge deal. Um, yeah. but for him, it's because of that. It's because like for him, the cognitive dissonance finally caught up. Like he's, he's a redneck. Like he is, he is like a down home boy, deep South Louisiana, backwoods by you. And he's like, yeah, no, I, I've, I i do not want the government to know anything about me or tell me what to do ever. And like, <laughs> that's all that like the Republican government is yeah. doing. And it's like, <laughs> it took a while, but he got there. And I really think that, like, yeah, like, there's, like, this whole coalition of people that we don't get to hear from very often, but that is their feeling. They just want to be left alone. Right. (laughs) There's, like, for a while, like, that was the Republican Party's message is, like, if you vote for us, we'll leave you alone. And it's Mm -hmm. become very clear, like, that's not what they're doing. And I think that we'll see, Mm -hmm. again, we don't know what's going to happen, because, again, Tuesday is Tuesday. Uh, One of my favorite people on twitter is travis helwig he's like the lead writer of our crooked media he he tweeted today i feel like i'm awaiting my own verdict in a murder trial oh,
0: like, yeah that is how yeah. i feel
1: the cold long dread mm-hmm. yeah the knowing that it's coming but there's nothing you can do to speed it up and there's also nothing you can do at this point to change it you're just waiting for this thing to happen to you that you yeah. no longer have any control over in which,
0: case, in which case, hit us with some self-care. I will what hit
1: you. Some suggestions. Hell yeah. I'm hitting you with some self-care. Rice this moment. Punch me in the
0: face with self-care.
1: Okay. So there was, you're. I mean, you're going to be not surprised at all because I think this makes a lot of sense. And also like with the demographic of people who like to follow me, shout out to all my followers. I love all of you. Um, I mean, I think you guys are great. I'm not going to try to start like a parasocial relationship with you. You should be your own person and do your own things. <laughs> but. I love that you follow me. It means a lot to me. A lot of them want to do substance abuse and I support that. There was a lot of, I'm getting stoned and there was a lot of, I'm going to be drinking. I mean, it was a lot of downers, which again, like, I think that's the vibe. Like nobody was like, oh, I'm going to do so much cocaine. And that's I'm going to do today.
0: Step all night. I'm going to count every single one myself. Yeah. I'm going
1: to, I'm going to count the votes. I'll tell you if they're right. And I was like, let me in the White House. <laughs> that was not the energy. Everyone was like, I'm going to be drinking so much. And I was like, yeah. yes. One guy was like, I'm going to be making margaritas. And I was like, that sounds incredible. I wish that I had thought ahead. And guns have to make margaritas. Yeah. But there was a lot of people who were talking about like specific like activities or um, even like kind of like maybe like projects that they had yeah. saved for this day, which I thought that, again, that's smart. It's like kind of occupying your mind. Somebody was going roller skating. I Another person it. was going to make their mom's birthday cake, which I thought was really Aww. cool. Another person is going to do their nails. Nice. Right? And I was like, okay, these are all smart things. That's when I was like, maybe I'll do some- I video. love that. And several people mentioned they would remove social media or otherwise like just not engage with social media today. Yeah. Which I think is very healthy. Very smart. Not a thing that I'm physically capable of doing because I'm a monster, but I was literally jealous of them where I was like, they're like, oh yeah, I'm deleting Twitter off my phone at like 11 PM tonight.
0: I was like, well, smart.
1: Smart.
0: Right. <laughs> You're going brave. to feel so much better. So controversial, so brave. Demento F, at Demento F, who. Big Watcha fan, we love Big Watcha shout out.
1: So they would be dro- doom scrolling on three different screens while streaming live oh, results. Leaning which, in. Se, which is the exact opposite energy of the people who are taking Twitter yeah. off their phones.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I will be running my own personal phone bank. <laughs> yeah.
1: A lot of people talk about rewatching their favorite things. I think this, like, oh, really speaks yeah. to, like, a specific cultural, comfort maybe sort of, media. like, quirk. Yes, we have... We now have comfort media.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's, like, I don't want to... I don't want to engage with news stories. I want this like comfort media that I know is going to make me feel good. So like, new yeah. people mentioned like anime that they love, like somebody mm-hmm. said they were just going to rewatch Shit's Creek. I thought I was like, oh, I might want to watch a handful of um, old, The Office episodes, just Get on face. some Vine comps.
0: Some Vine comps as you will. Yeah. Like watch a Vine or two or seven. I feel personally, I know it's not your vibe, but like uh, a really good, like a Nintendo, a very soft, some very soft media
1: yeah or like like a animal crossing or like something Mm. again like sort of meditative just like something kind of yeah i'm just gonna like plant potatoes until this is over yes speaking of sort of like comfort media the other like people obviously mentioned well they mentioned drinking but when they did mention food the other thing i liked is that they mentioned very specific foods like one person for example was like A specific pie from a specific place, which again, I think goes back into this, like, I need, I need my comfort things, Mm -hmm. which I think honestly is like a very powerful part of self care in general is I think that, yes, I think that self care works best when you treat it like a ritual, right? Because then you can kind of start to like trick your brain into being like, oh, this is the smell and sight and sound and taste that i consume when i'm calm or happy and then when you get those specific things again then you can kind of like
0: trigger that feeling in yourself yeah as a person on earth today i need this pie and then my maybe my absolute favorite response that i got (laughs)
1: was uh from at boss mound who said being australian hope this helps Oh, good. (laughs) I wrote wrote back and I said,
0: Dude, looking into this, thanks for the tip. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. I'm checking out this whole Australian thing. I loved it. It It was so good. (laughs) My
1: topic is called The Third Way.
0: The third way. Is this about breaking two-party systems? In a way, yeah, it is. Ooh. It's related to that. I love that because I think that this is part of the reason why we're in this catastrophe mess, is that everything, everyone's ideas gets distilled into two parties that barely represent either of anything anymore. Oh, totally. The last election I was a part of in England, the, like that whole coalition thing happened with the Liberal Democrats, and it got really weird and fucked up. Right, they get real spooky. They get real spooky. So it's kind of is adjacent to that yes it's adjacent to that is it more like deep political science yeah okay so i mean
1: you're basically got it we're going to talk about uh different types of voting systems like why
0: the voting system in america is stupid and different ways that we could do it that's so great oh my god okay I'm smiling because I love, and I think it's hilarious the ways that our two topics are similar. Oh, good, but, but, dif- but different. My topic is called. I think dogs should vote. We had this fun joke earlier too with Mamba,
1: where we were talking about like Mamba was like mad that he couldn't vote, and it's, and we we're like, well, yeah, it's because like you would only vote for like who would get rid of all the lizards.
0: <laughs> Except, yeah, it wouldn't. Not everyone's sort of most pressing. Yeah, guy. like Mamba's a single issue voter, but the issues <laughs> that like that issue's not lizards. on the ballot.
1: Yeah, like, no one else is, like, talking about that issue, so
0: he's not going to be able to form a coalition. But maybe another cats. If you haven't seen a a very specific episode of the McElroy's Monster Factory, then let me explain that... (laughs) Please do. uh, (laughs) I think Dog Should Vote was said by Griffin McElroy when he was the boy mayor of Second Life and entered into a political server, and I think that clears everything up and probably need no more explanation than that. He was the boy mayor of Second Life. Well, yeah, I mean, and he yeah. just really thought that a dog should be able to and vote. His platform was that dogs should vote. That's the name of my title. Would you care to guess any make any guesses on the on what my topic is about? Oh, it's not about that video. No. <laughs> We're just gonna
1: tell the story of that video. So yours is I think dogs should be able to vote. Is it about Bunny, the sentient dog that's on TikTok that presses the buttons? No, but that is a great, great try. Is it a a history of who was able to vote and when? No. But I'm no. 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 <laughs> I think dogs should be able to vote. Is it about dogs? Or is it about vote? Like, which is the more important word in the title? Dogs or vote?
0: Yes. Fuck. <laughs>
1: The first thing I think that we need to do is kind of establish, like, in very, very, very basic terms, how elections work in the United States, just in case you don't know. I mean, I barely know. Or if you barely know, um, because then you'll understand how these other options are different. The first thing to know is the way that we do it despite the sort of like American idea of oh my god we're the first one we're like so cool the Uh, best and the coolest as well yeah like we we said no more kings we said we're gonna like elect our own people to do it but that's not exactly true (laughs) so the way that we do it is one we use first past the post voting which some other countries do notably some countries in like western and southern Africa India also uses first past the post voting and I think maybe Ireland? First past the post. And it basically just means like, it's a winner take all system. And especially like race. Right. And especially in our federal system where we have states, right? It's really first past the post because you win states and then you win the election, Uh, which is why sometimes people get really discouraged because like if you are a Democrat in a primarily Republican state, you can feel like your vote doesn't matter. Um or Can vice. versa. ask? Yeah,
0: possibly stupid
1: question. No, there's no stupid questions here.
0: Oh my god, thank you.
1: You're welcome.
0: First past the post. Is it? It's nothing to do with how many votes are counted first. If like, let's say that like the, a state needs a million, like has a million votes, and the first person that gets past five hundred thousand. That's not that.
1: Well, they can't do it that way because the only way that that would work is if you had 100% of people, of eligible voters voting. So yeah. they, still have to, they still have to count every vote because we have, as we talked about earlier, abysmal turnout rates.
0: So right, you right. don't really know what that 51% is going to be until you get okay. to it. So it's not literally the first person to get like, enough votes, but it's the person who does win takes all. Yes, you are talking right. yeah, and you're talking about um might be semantics, I don't know. No, I mean I think you bring
1: up you you bring up some interesting things, which is that one, first pass of the post would work the way you're describing in a completely closed hypothetical system. So like you said, like if you had a million voters, even like a hundred voters, if you had a hundred voters in a room and you told all a hundred voters to write down their first choice on a piece of paper or, or their choice, then as soon as you counted 51 of a choice, you could stop. You'd know. But yeah. because we don't know how many people will vote, because you're not, it's not a requirement, you're not obligated to vote, then they have they count all of them and they see who wins. But the okay. second part of this is that that's also how first past the post voting works against the actually the most common type of voting system in the world in Western democracies. I believe including the UK, the United Kingdom, which is a plurality vote, which we'll talk about. Which once I learned that this was what you guys do, I got so fucking pissed. Because you're like, oh, that makes fucking (laughs) sense. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. So the second part of voting in the United States is not just that it's first past the post, it's whoever gets to whatever the threshold is gets everything right they're not even the ones that decide because Mm -hmm. the election is not decided by the votes of the people the election is decided by the electoral college which again could be it's entirely like i mean people have made whole podcasts not just podcast episodes but podcasts trying to break down the electoral college but the here's the basics
0: of it and it's not great yes please i was like are you gonna tell me at all because i know that it's the important thing Mm -hmm. but i'm so unclear as to why it exists and who it's for and how so remember when we like a while uh, a while oh my god this is the longest
1: year of my fucking life remember like two months ago when we talked about the police and we yeah. were talking about like the origins of the police and that it mm-hmm. wasn't great. So let's go back and talk about the founding fathers and not like the cool hip founding fathers that were in Hamilton, but like the real founding fathers <laughs> who were like you know, like actually I white slave owners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, you know, like Who didn't want to pay taxes to a king overseas (laughs) on their slaves, and so they were like, "Let's let's do a fun experiment." And I'm not I'm not downplaying the parts of the American Revolution that were cool, which was it was a radical idea at the time in the 1700s. They weren't the only ones that had it, as we saw by France in like 15 years later, but. It was this radical idea at the time that like every man, every meaning every white man, regardless of, of origin of birth, meaning meaning their class status, not their race, uh, should have the right to prosper or to do whatever they want. That right. was sort of the vibe. Not every human being, <laughs> but every white man right should not Which be the time right
0: every human being to them
1: right exactly Well, so for them every human being um but definitely like the idea was that you know we should get rid of aristocracy we should get rid of this sort of like regimented class system of like you're either born as a noble and you get to own land and do all the stuff or you're born as like a low a low person and you can never rise above that station that was a radical thing that they got rid of right would that be a feudal system I get, I mean, it, uh, I think a feudal system is one of those systems. I don't think it's the only system that has, like, a caste system. Okay. But yes. So they want to get rid of that. They're like, oh, well, everyone should get a vote. But then, pretty quickly, they were like, okay, but, like. Like, not every-
0: okay, but no, like no, everyone.
1: Okay, not like everyone. But like, <laughs> wait, but, like, everyone? Because then they were like, well, Fuck if it's everyone that includes like low born men who are the ones that we think should be able to rise above their station, but also they still fundamentally thought that these people, again, like this is like such a radical idea that there, there are still some fears within this coalition that like low born men, white men who like have not run businesses or had like servants or like had owned land could really understand the impact of their own vote. So they were like, well, we know. What they should actually do is they should be voting for a wealthy man who will then make the decision on their behalf. And that's what the Electoral College is. And obviously now in 2020, it's not just wealthy landowning men. It's, it's a whole coalitions based on political parties. But the idea was honestly, as a, it was meant to be a check on the low born people that they were now allowing to vote because they were like, I mean, they had fears. They were like, what if they like voted for like a donkey? Like, we don't know, they're stupid. Like. It comes from a place of like horrific classism and and oh, fear that, that people wouldn't do the right thing, so they were like we we have to have a check on the system because at that point, there had never been a system where just anyone could vote. It was completely unheard of, so they were like, we have to have a check on the system. The check on the system that they came up with was the electoral college. You don't vote for the the president. you vote for a member of the electoral college that will then vote for the president, which is why now to this day, including the last election in 2016, you can have somebody win the popular vote. The most people in the United States want them to be president, but they lose the electoral college because now it's a weird, freaky money ball number system where each state gets a number of elect- of electors in the electoral college. And because we have first past the post voting, they get all of those electors. So like, for example, say, you know, people are saying like Texas is having record turnout, record turnout in cities, which historically go blue. So say Texas comes back and it's 52 Republican, 48 Democrat. Yeah. So in a plurality voting system, 52 percent of the electors would go to the Republican candidate and 48% of the electors would go to the democratic candidate, but because it's first past the post, all 100 will go to the Republican candidate, even though 48% of the people in Texas voted for someone else. So that is why people feel like I said, when people who are super progressive in a red state or super maybe conservative in a blue state feel like their votes don't count. That's why, because you can get that close, but you get absolutely no representation if you don't yeah. get past the post first. That's first past the post voting. Uh, people I say see. that it's not super fair <laughs> because not only can you have what I just described, which is that you could have somebody like Hillary Clinton win the popular vote by millions of votes and then lose the presidency because of the because of the weird math of the electoral college. But it also means, it's also the reason, Just I just want to point this out. Sometimes, especially like in the last four years, conservative pundits would share a map of the electoral college that's what they would uh, saying like hey you know what look actually the united states is a majority conservative country because you look at this map and the whole map is red but the reality of that map is that they're only showing like which which states won the electoral college for the republican candidate and which ones won the electoral college for the democratic candidate so again it's like texas will be red texas has like you know, I've got I don't know like 40 million people in it, but 20 million of them voted blue, but you don't see that on the map because it's first past the right. post, so it's completely inaccurate. <laughs> in case you ever see that, that is what that means. So let's talk about how we could change this because I don't know about you, it's not my favorite system. Oh, the other thing that you can have in addition to somebody losing the popular vote but winning the electoral college, like in 2016 and in 2000, in 2000 um, with George Bush you can also have somebody win the electoral college and the presidency without getting a plurality of the vote, meaning they didn't get more than 50%. And that happens when you have like a a third party candidate who actually gets some traction. So then, like, like, uh, apparently this happened with uh, Bill Clinton in 1992 and 1996. He didn't get 50% of the vote, which... He still got the most votes, which is why he right. kept winning. But if you think about it, that's weird. Like not even half the country wanted this man to be president
0: and he was president. Because of the first past the post with the two-party
1: system. Right. So let's talk about this two-party system because a lot of scholars believe that first pass the post voting leads inevitably to a two-party system. And let's talk about why. So in order to make it simpler, I was thinking, let's talk about our pets. Okay. Okay, so let's say it's time to vote for, like, pet president in, in what land? And all the Whatchamacallits are going to cast their vote. And they oh can either vote God. for Mamba and his strong anti-lizard agenda,
0: or oh. they're going to vote for Cheeseball, cheese ball, which is, like, pure chaos. Just chaos. <laughs> right? Cheese ball, all she does, she never gives a speech. She stands up at a podium, lights a Molotov, screams, <laughs> throws it, and everyone's like and they're like you know what actually yes actually i kind of like okay no she's got a point so
1: then you and i go and we're like i'm like fuck like i actually think lizards are kind of cute but you know i don't know cheeseball like doesn't even have a platform she's just insane so even though like i don't want all the lizards to die i guess i have to vote mamba and then meanwhile celia is like my roommate and we agree on most things but then she's like but i love dinosaurs like that's my one thing like everybody knows about me i have a dinosaur tattoo Love and like lizards are basically like dinosaur ancestors. So I just, yeah, I just can't vote mamba. I just can't. And, and I'm like, but you're gonna like, vote for cheese ball, and she's like, yeah, yeah but
0: there's something about cheese ball, you know? Right. And, like- and Ellie's
1: over here like waving the cheese ball flag. <laughs> she's so
0: pretty, and <laughs> she's so pretty, because she's so pretty, and she doesn't hit me as much these
1: days. Right. So we're going back and forth, and we're just like, basically, we're just holding our nose, and we're voting for whoever we think is like the least offensive at oh, this
0: point. Oh no, balls the Trump of
1: this election. Oh, I wasn't going to say it. So, I mean, Mama's not better. Like I said, his entire his entire platform is like no lizards in the backyard ever. Um, and then a video surfaced of him like, you know, batting a nearly dead lizard around forever and not even eating it, just like walking away. That was, that was controversial. Right. But it wasn't enough to take the election from him. So then we get to this mm. point where like basically – we have all these people who actually have a lot of diverse ideas, but they're all ultimately just sort of kind of like tossing back and forth between mamba one year, cheese ball the next year, then mamba, then cheese ball. <laughs> then Miles is like, you know what? There's gotta be a better way. And he starts talking about this guy, Chip. And now Chip <laughs> has a lot of really easy, eat. Chip has a lot of really interesting, radical ideas. Chip is like, oh, everybody should go outside all the time. What if we were all outside and we had a lot of parties? And it's like, ooh, I like parties. Ooh, and it's like, okay. yeah. Well, what if like everybody got all snacks? Like what if like there weren't human
0: snacks and dog snacks? What if like everyone got snacks? And, and we all knew that we were getting a cup of really delicious food three times a day.
1: Yeah, we were just all getting that cup of food. And so then maybe even like you and I, who were previously on opposite sides about Mamba and Cheeseball were now like, I don't know, this chip guy's got some pretty cool ideas. sounds pretty cool. He sounds pretty fucking cool. But here's the thing. Celia, who's still like very anti-Mamba, who will do anything to get rid of Mamba... because of his anti-lizard agenda celia's like why can't fucking have this because all that's gonna happen is chip is gonna take away from cheeseball votes because people know that chip and cheeseball live in the same house and have the same parents so all you're gonna do is like split this vote and people who would have voted for cheeseball are gonna vote for chip instead and it's fucked up and mambo will win for no reason so then what does she start doing she starts like putting out like all this sort of like messaging and campaigning. That's not pro cheese ball. It's anti chip. Where she's like, Oh, chip likes to shit everywhere in the yard. Oh, chip tries to run out the door. Oh, have you seen chip pump this pillow? Did that pillow consent? No, I don't think so. He's never Pay for by the concerned citizens against chip, but really they're all pro cheeseball ball cohorts. And so what happens is even though people would have actually, maybe there were even more people that would have liked chip as president and really liked his ideas. They're going to vote for Mamba because now they're so afraid of chip. And then chip ends up getting no votes. And then we're all like, Oh, a third party, third party candidate can never win. And I, I'll admit I have been guilty of that before too, where I'm like, Oh, third party candidates only take away from democratic votes. And it is true that Republican PACs often contribute to third-party candidates to try to take away votes from Democrats. But again, all this comes from first-past-the-post voting, where it's just literally a zero-sum game for candidates. So what if we could break this apart? Like, What if we could do something different? The first one, like I said, the most popular system in the Western world is plurality voting. And plurality voting would solve some of this problem, but not all of it, because plurality voting is more for systems like parliament. A parliamentary system benefits from plurality voting the most. Because, like, while we have Congress, right? most of and our congress can like vary wildly from election to election based on who's really voting it does tend to follow the president because most people straight ticket vote so if you go out and vote for the president you're going to vote for every candidate below them that are in the same party so we see it shift a lot of times alongside the president and then in the midterm which is the election that happens in the middle of a president's term we'll see it shift sometimes if they're like i'm mad and they all show up like we did in 2018. A plurality voting system says, like, for example, if we use the Texas example again, like, say Texas goes 60-40, 60 Republicans, 40 Democrats, in our current system, then all those people would go to the the Republicans because they got 60 But in a plurality system, literally like 60% of the seats would then be filled by Republican candidates the Republican party would choose. And 40% of the seats would be filled by Democratic candidates. Yeah. So overall, it does create a more fair and balanced system It more accurately reflects the will of the voters. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The issue is then like, you can't do a plurality system for one man. (laughs) Right. Like You can do that for like a Congress or a parliament, but you can't do it for a president. So then you still essentially have first-past-the-post voting for the president or the prime minister. Mm -hmm. The other kind, and the one that people that have actually started to be gaining traction in a lot of um, Western democracies, not gaining traction in terms of like becoming the option, but gaining traction in terms of people asking for it to become the option. Um, Obviously, there are reasons why people in power don't like change. Uh, But one that I personally am very interested in, which is ranked choice voting okay and ranked choice waiting so let's go back to like that thing we're talking about with like mamba cheese ball and chip yes got mamba and he's like kill every lizard and cheese ball's (laughs) like and then you have chip who's like what if everybody got snacks this time (laughs) this time you go to vote and you're like okay i think that chip is the coolest i think that he has the best ideas i'm gonna put him as my number one choice i'm gonna put a one next to him And then Mm. I also think that like Mamba is like very like handsome. So I'm going to put two next to Mamba, but I don't want cheese ball to be president at all because I think that (laughs) it's insane. So I'm not going to even like put a number next to this. So I'm done. So I've done one and two. And then Celia goes in and then she's like, okay, well, I feel like I would go for chip first. I'd go one. And then I would go cheese ball two. And then I would go Mamba three, I guess, whatever. And so then, they all get added up. And if nobody gets a plurality of ones, then you start adding in all the twos. So then you can actually say like, Hey, I would want this person first, but if they don't win, like if not enough people vote for chip, then I vote for yeah. cheese ball or then I vote right. for Mamba. Yeah. And then that is a way to actually uplift and port diversity in more parties and more candidates. Cause like, for example, Bernie Sanders in the past two elections, has, has run as a Democrat, even though he identifies as a Democratic Socialist. But he, can't, he knows that there's just absolutely no way he would win as a Democratic Socialist because he would be a third-party right. candidate. So, but like, what if he could just run as a Democratic Socialist and then anybody who liked him could say, well, I think Bernie Sanders would be the best president, one. But if he doesn't win, if he can't reach a plurality, then two, the Dem- I want the Democratic... Like, person to win yeah. no matter what like imagine how different the
0: primary would have been if we had been oh able to do gosh. that when it's so much on the line like this well, how do you what do you think about third party voting tough question <laughs>
1: i mean i will say inexorably in this situation and again cannot stress this enough it is tuesday at like 3 p.m <laughs> in this situation when it is i mean i this as like cheesies is the soul of the country when it is for when it is against a person who says, jokingly, not jokingly, that they would like t- they would take over the presidency, that they would change norms, that they admire men like Vladimir Putin, who did the, I don't know if you guys know this, I think I've exp- told you this, Ellie, before. You know, Vladimir Putin broke the presidential system in Russia so that he could be the de facto fascist. He was president, yeah until he reached his term limit then before leaving office he created a new title called prime minister he was elected as prime minister and then had a puppet president installed and then had that president say uh, remove term limits on the presidency and then resign and then he became president again like it, yeah. it's the most like overt breaking of norms and systems and that is that is our current president's goal fucking idol <laughs> that He yes. said, so when you have this issue, then yes, I think that you have to do everything that you can within the system that you have to work in because we can't change this system right now. Yeah. We can't change it in the next 10 hours or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to work within the system that you're given to eliminate that sort of uh, exit. Even when threat. it sucks. Even when it is so not the person that you would have necessarily voted for, but- if you hear this because I do think that I do think it's undemocratic I think a two-party system is fundamentally undemocratic and I hear people and I feel their pain when they're like I would have preferred this person and I'm like I wish that they could be on the ballot so I think the best case scenario is you vote against fascism and then you work like hell for the next four years to say I think we need ranked choice voting or I think we need an alternative voting system yeah I think we need a way more people's voices to be uplifted.
0: You couldn't have said it better. Oh, I want to start with 20 points. Oh my God. for 2020. Fuck. For the worst year of our life. <laughs> and... <laughs> it was like the worst fucking year of my life. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, but most, the most points ever gifted in one go. No, that's not true. Um, and I'm going to add eight points because you helped me learn about how my own country works and how this country works. I'm gonna minus two for the electoral college. They're lucky they got off that easy. I know, eight points for describing things using chip, uh, cheese, and, and mambo, because that i have it's never been clearer to me. Thank you. I previously was the guy who did not know how boats float and could not be taught. <laughs> I don't even know how topic. boats float, do not tell me. <laughs> don't tell me, but now I know. <music> Okay, so, I think dogs should vote. Tell me why, immediately. So, any social creature, any animal living in a group, needs to make decisions as a group too. When Griffin McElroy screamed, I think dogs should vote, maybe the thing that he didn't know was that they do. What? Yep. Animals vote. Tell me more immediately. Okay. So- <laughs> Even when they don't agree with their companions, animals rely on one another for protection or help finding food, so they have to find ways to reach consensus about what the group should do next, where it should go, if it should hunt or rest. And while they don't conduct continent-spanning electoral contests, for example, species ranging from primates all the way to insects have methods for finding agreement that are pretty much democracies. All of this comes from the research of Ian Cousin, an evolutionary biologist at Princeton, Congrats to you, sir. So I'm just going right. to tell you about different types of animals and how they vote. Please tell me right now. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so excited. I just want to wrap this topic around your
1: heart. I now here. finally understand why you were like, I was like, what's more important, dog or vote? And you were like, yes.
0: Yeah. Meerkats are the first animal that I'm going to talk about, their voting system. Meerkats start each day by emerging from their burrows into the sunlight. And the first thing they do is breakfast. They're my, my kind of cat. Each meerkat right. will forage for itself, digging for dirt, digging in the dirt for bugs and other morsels. But they travel in loose kind of groups. Um, each they like they kind of stay within thirty feet of each other, so they travel loosely like that. This, right, you watched Me- Meerkat Manor, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. And I've seen them on the Ash. it be like that. Yeah, Marta Manser, who's an animal behavior scientist at the University of Zurich yeah. in Switzerland. Good. she says she's, she talks about how the meerkats move as one unit drifting across the desert while they search and munch a meerkat going in alone does not make it very far and apparently they make this like gentle mewing noise to each other as they travel which mm-hmm. scientists have identified as a move call it okay the meaning, the meaning is like i'm, I'm kind of ready to move on from this little bug patch what about you guys it's like, come on. Like, are you done or like, no?
1: Like Susanna on that one float that we did where she was like, exactly. I think we're all done. Exactly. And we we're like, we're not done. Right. It's actually
0: 20 minutes in. I think we're done. So in 2010, Dr. Mansa and all her colleagues studied move calls in uh, about a dozen meerkat groups living in the Kalahari Desert in South Africa. Their group size ranged from six to 19 but the scientists found that only about three group members had to mew before the whole party decided to move along. So it takes three of them going, yeah, I'm done too, and then all of them are like, cool. They're like, fine. Yeah, that's fine. They're like, I don't want to fucking hear from Jerry again, so let's go. And it wouldn't necessarily change direction, but they would. the whole group would double its speed to reach a different foraging area. Yeah. Biologists call this phenomenon... When animals change their behavior in response to critical mass of their peers doing something, it's called a quorum response. That's fine. So they don't call it voting. They don't call it voting. In this particular, they call it a quorum response. Dr. Manza thinks quorum responses show up in human decision making too. She says, if you're in a group and someone says, let's go for a pizza and no one joins in, nothing's going to happen. But right. if the pizza craver is joined by, like, one or two other people, then it's, it becomes a much more convincing argument. It's just it's more, mostly something that other people are just kind of, like, happy to go with. Like, They're, like, fine. Yeah, I have no real feelings, so moving on sounds great. It's interesting that they found it didn't matter whether the meerkats making the move calls were more dominant or subordinate within the group. It didn't mm-hmm. have to be, like, chief daddy meerkat. It's like, we're all moving now. It's like, you right. can be the baby baby and be like, I'm done. And as long as there are enough of you, everyone's like, okay. See, that is interesting because I assumed there would be like a
1: hierarchical component to this. But there's not, you're saying.
0: I mean, it, apparently she says, Dr. Mansa says, it depends on how determined an individual appears. If someone's like, I oh, know I'm seriously ready. They're like, all right. Guys, I'm serious. Seriously. Um, I'm serious. Done. Second animal I'm going to talk about. And this is, uh-huh. I would say like more of a vote. Bees bees for three weeks in a row three week oh, bees yes. bees again this is becoming a bee cast this is becoming <laughs> everybody's <laughs> favorite bee cast that sometimes has other stories welcome to what your favorite bee cast <laughs> what 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 how you doing bees okay in bees. the springtime you might discover a swarm of bees dangling from a tree branch like a little bunch of grapes Have you ever seen them like kind of all writhing over each other in a spot Yeah. I- that is one of my least favorite, I think, insect behaviors is yeah. the sort of writhing. You're very nasty. I don't love the that. The rippling bee group. Um, yes. You know, when you see that, this is, mm-hmm. you're basically watching a bee senate, like a bee parliament. They're in, a, <gasps> they're in the middle of a very tough real estate decision, okay? Let's be real. They're the house of lords. They're the house of lords. These bees. So when a oh. honeybee colony splits in two, a queen and several thousand workers fly away from a hive together... <laughs> This, they find some place to pause for hours or days while they send out a couple of hundred scouts to look for a new place for their nest. When a scout finds a promising hole or hollow, she inspects it thoroughly and then she, she thank you very much, she flies back to the swarm, uh, which is where, you know, it's still doing its gross thing on the branch. Um, she, walking <laughs> on the swarm surface, she does a little waggling, repetitive dance. Oh yes, that tells the it. other bees about what she found. She's like, "It's a really good tr- tree branch. It's really far away, but it's like two miles away, and we can make it." And she's dancing like this, and everyone's uh-huh. gonna be safe. So that's what she's doing. But there's more scouts returning. They're doing. They're like having like a, a song battle. And the other one's like, oh "My God, it's like step one. up. It's round the corner, and I've actually, it's better than yours." It's very like crazy ex-girlfriend vibe. I feel like. Hmm. And- oh, like when they have the uh, Jewish-American princess battle? Yes. So gradually, some of the scouts become convinced by the others. So it's kind of like actually, yeah, it's the House of Lords or it's the B Electoral College. So this, uh, these scouts will switch their choreography to match the other one that they agree with. It's, um, it's literally a caucus. Yes, it's a caucus. Once every, scout agree- once every single scout agrees, once they're like, actually, fine, let's go with Barbara, then they fly off to their new home. So that once they're all You've dancing convinced. in unison... You've got to convince everyone. Yeah. So, like, the Shakira of bees is, like, really doing her thing. And everyone's like, whoa, look how much, like, how low she can drop it, though. Like, maybe she has She's found... The- her branch. Yeah, maybe she has found the best place for us to do this. And so then they're like, yeah, you know what? My hips don't lie either. And so they all start doing it. And then the bees are like, right, let's go. I would love to see somebody make a YouTube video
1: that's just, like... 25 humans sort of demonstrating this but <laughs> like about something else. Like the reverse of my mamba chip cheese ball story. I just like you said like I think we should go to, you know, Pluckers for dinner and it's oh. like well I think we
0: should go to Olive Garden oh. and then it just let's do it. <laughs> when you when you when you come over tonight cuz Chelsea and I are going to hold each other during this election process. Oh, um, only you and I know that that's how we're going to decide what food we order. <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> So, you have like a pizza dance, and I'll have like a Thai food dance. And then whoever gets it and joins in, it's similar. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see if we can um,
1: socialize our friends yes. <laughs> to do this activity with us. Amazing. And by our friends, I mean our boyfriends. Yeah. Who will do basically whatever we say. <laughs>
0: so, it's kind of like they hash it, they have a little debate, a dance debate, a dance, dance off, debate. And they dance decide where they're going to go next. The next animal we're going to look at, baboons. No, now we're getting too close to peoples. Well, not back on. I'm scared. I like closer. Closer, for sure. Baboons, primates, our closest relatives. You've heard of them. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard of them, folks. You know them. They have obviously provided lots of material for researchers studying how groups make decisions because they're slightly more intelligent than a lot of other animals. Or maybe it's just that we understand them easier because we're closer in DNA. Ever thought about that? <laughs> Every night. Every night. So, scientists have seen gibbons following female leaders, mountain gorillas grunting when they're ready to move, and capuchins trilling to each other. They do this sort of like noise. Very cute. Yeah. As Sometimes do. the process is slightly more subtle than that. A group may move across the landscape as a unit without any obvious signals from individuals about where they'd like to go next. To figure out how wild olive baboons manage this, the author of a 2015 paper put GPS collars on 25 members of one baboon troop in Kenya. Baboon troop, will always stick together. The baboon troop, yeah. They monitored the monkeys every step for about two weeks, and then they studied the movement of each individual baboon in numerous combinations to see who was pulling the group in a new direction, like who was making the decision within the monkey group, the baboon troop. <laughs> uh-huh. The data showed that any baboon might start moving away from the others as if to draw them on a new course, and they might start to be like, let's go to that. Actually, guys, let's take this path. Doesn't matter. Male you know what? Didn't matter if it was male or female, dominant or subordinate. Just one of them would go. How about how about this way? Um, yeah. And then, idea. But it wasn't like then the other baboons decided. The baboons decided like mm, actually, I'd rather go this way. It's just like multiple baboons might move a different way. And oh, okay. The more that the more that decided at the same time to take one particular path, the others then joined back in. I see. Yeah, cause always... You always want to be like
1: you don't. You always want to be with the in crowd. So right. they're like, oh,
0: oh, oh. right. Whereas the meerkats are like, oh, this this way, Brian, Do you think this way? Well, you want to go that? Uh, actually, no, well, let's go this way. The baboons are all like, eight of us go this way, five of us go that way, eight wins. Bye bye. Well, it's like I just watched. Uh, have you seen Good Boys?
1: Yeah, you did watch it. Mm hmm. We watched it this morning as part of our, like, let's stay in bed forever, and this isn't happening. Mm-hmm. And it was really cute. I liked it a lot. I think that Jacob Tremblay is, like, very talented. Uh, but I feel like it was like that with, like, that kid, Soren, where they yeah. were just like, well, Soren says you should do this. And it's like, okay, well, I guess we're all going to do that. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean,
0: like, well, Soren says that I guess we're going to go. Animal behavior researcher at the University of Konstanz in Germany, a lady called uh-huh. Ariana Strandburg-Peschkin, she pointed out that like that one. i didn't actually it was a kind of off the dome uh, what wow. <laughs> points out that unlike in humans no one authority tallies up baboon votes and announces the result it's an, a natural outcome of whoever moves in a majority um which is kind of cool like a little flow because yeah. even if they take the wrong path they won't like go back on themselves to rejoin they'll just meet up with them They don't have the ability to influence one another's decisions before like uh, they don't okay. have the temporal awareness that we do to be able to be like, I'm gonna let him know that he should follow that guy. Not the right. same thing in chimps. In chimps, usually the guy that like gets to be in charge of the I really should have looked up my like plural terms. What's a chip? Pack? <laughs> Chimp pack? I don't know. It's usually the most intelligent and uh, usually lies. Like they're a cunning, sly leader. They don't really vote tend to vote for like the strongest physically. It's very that's the most like people. You wanna hear something sweet? Yeah. A group of chimps is called a community. oh a community of chimps! Very cute. That's fun. Um, because they're basically people. <laughs> because they're basically people. Before I talk about our best friends, the dogs, the last group I'm gonna talk about are rock ants. Um, Excuse me? Rock ants. Uh huh. Ants, comma rock. Like honeybees, ants often face important decisions about relocating their colonies. Rock ants live in stony crevices throughout Europe. Uh, and they use a caucus-like method as well to choose a new home. So they send the scouts out. Uh, they investigate the quality of potential new nest sites. If enough scouts find themselves at the same site, they'll reach the minimum number needed to relocate the colony. So okay. rather than returning back and being like, this is what I found, if enough of them end up together, then they're like, okay, this is where we are. And they, oh, we're actually here now. We're actually here now. Um, and they can, sometimes they do go back, they do like a quorum thing and go back to be like, hey, come and follow me to the news site. They lead ants one at a time, the following, the follower tapping a leader with their antennae to stay on course. Oh, okay, so that's cool. cute. Either way, once a critical number of ants have gathered at one news site, that's the decision. Um, and they're not, so they have a plurality system. They have, yeah, but the cool thing is they're not, patient enough to be like to get like to wait until all the ants understand that once they've picked it they, they go they get the rest of the colony by going to them just literally picking them up and pulling them to the new place uh, <laughs> so once enough of them are like okay we all understand that this decision's been made I think we all get where this we'll is going we'll just go fireman lift the others because like I'm not trying to have a conversation <laughs> I mean if I were a rock ant I too would not be trying to have a conversation yeah it's like we've chose it's this it's this rock okay <laughs> Um, like get over yeah, it, Sandra. Carl. <laughs> Carl and Sandra, this dick ant <laughs> couple. Carl and Sandra are the ants who pull, uh, pull guns on the like black ants matter protesters outside of their. Mouth. Yeah, they're the ones that are real bullshit. <laughs> like, fine, Sam on this fucking rock and die, you asshole. And then they get to speak
1: at the grand old ants convention. <laughs> no, okay. Tell me about dogs before I get, like,
0: back into a panic attack Okay, space. so <laughs> just like pet dogs, domesticated dogs, African wild dogs spend some of their time enthusiastically socializing and being human being dogsies, and some sure. of it just lying around. They jump up and greet each other in very high-energy rituals called rallies. Um, yeah. I like to think about it Good. when, like, when <laughs> the werewolves in Twilight see each other, that kind of, like, oh yes after a rally (laughs) after being like you're here bright oh my gosh you're here ah you're here as well this is great after that the dogs might move off together to start a hunt or they're like actually should we just sleep some more instead and in 2017 they did a study researchers discovered that their decision to hunt or to stay is a democratic process decided by sneezing (laughs) <laughs> excuse me the more sneezes there were during a rally the more likely the dogs were to begin hunting afterward so if a dominant dog had gotten the rally started the pack was easier to convince three sneezes might just do the trick but if a subordinate dog started the rally it took about ten sneezes until they were like yeah okay let's go hunting I see <laughs> they were like that guy's
1: cool That
0: ended up being like a understood of like if I want to hunt now I'm gonna sneeze, and then we'll all go hunting. Right. The researchers note that dogs might actually cast their votes via some kind of hidden hidden signal, and the sneezes are just a way of them clearing their noses and getting ready to go hunting. Gotcha. Either way, well, there's a correlation like between the sneezing and the hunting <laughs> There is,
1: there is definitely a correlation. Yeah. I mean, I do like this though, because I feel like it's finally bringing in what I was thinking all along, which is like the sort of like hierarchical system of just like yeah well I mean any dog can say we should go hunting but like if you're not like a top dog right you're
0: gonna need a lot more
1: people you need
0: a lot more sneezes stinky you're gonna need a lot more sneezes, dude <laughs> so oh, yeah. to sum it all up communal decisions are essential for social living we know that in animals it's rare to find a social system where one individual coerces the rest of the group into performing a particular action Oh, the interesting thing about it is the signaling of something like the scout bees there's no deception they actually genuinely have the only they only have the survival capacity to demonstrate what's best for the hive like they're not gonna lie and be like my log actually fucking sucks but I'm gonna is- but I'm gonna dance like they, they, they like, like it's like it's Eldorado for us they just they're just like no actually no seriously it is the best We need to live Yeah, um, uh, which is obviously that is dissimilar to humans
1: i know it's not real but i love the idea of like a lying little bee that's like oh <laughs> don't I'll listen to like albert because my log like already comes with honey yeah and then Albert, is like, it's like impossible it's not
0: even possible and he's like oh yeah albert oh yeah well come see come see for yourself see uh but for me the final comparison i'm gonna make is that tell me The one way animals and people are clearly alike is that both are capable of choosing a bad leader. No, bad. This comes from Kuzin, the original scientist I talked about. It's not necessarily the most talented or intelligent individual that ends up in a leadership position, Kuzin says. Unqualified animals sometimes rise to power, but most of the time they don't last long because unlike humans, animals don't wait for the next election to find a replacement. So yeah. That's my topic. You know, I have a lot of conflicting feelings. That's my topic about primal primaries, if you will. (laughs) Oh my God, Eleanor. Okay. (laughs) 17 points for the topic, but I am going to
1: immediately have to take off a point for just how pleased you were (laughs) with uh, primal primaries. Uh, But no, but then, like, you know, I love when you bring in chimps. Yeah. Because I think they're scary as shit. (laughs) Because they're closer to us. And I love that we tell like this, like sort of like animal theme running through this entire sort of voting. It's a, it's an animal voting themed episode, (laughs) which I would have never expected. And I can't believe that came together. So it's amazing. Very exciting. I'm going
0: to give you another four points for that. Oh, for the synchronicity between us.
1: Yeah. And then I'm going to give you one more point for our fun idea about like how to uh, confuse Miles and Connor. Oh
0: yeah. We'll have to report back. All of our dance. Yeah. Well, that's our special election day show today. Chelsea, how are you feeling? Can I be totally real and please, earnest? Please. Which is vibe. Please. I feel better. Oh, I needed this. I do actually too. I feel, like I feel better. I mean, I'm very excited to see you later. Yes. We meant it when we say, if you need us, tweet us today, guys. We understand everything that's on the line here as you know we think you we can all probably guess which way chelsea and eileen we just want to say <laughs> we just want to say that everyone absolutely everyone who listens to this is equally worthy of being a person and all the rights and everything that should come with that and so um, and that's why we'll be voting kanye west and that's, <laughs> and that's, why, I'm, that's why i'm voting cheese ball forever um <laughs> oh God, I want, I want an enamel pin that's cheese ball with a Molotov cocktail. So bad. Oh my God. Well, again, depending on how I'm feeling about like the concept of
1: elections, I could feel very good about elections tomorrow or in the next couple of days or I could feel really bad about them. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe that might be a merch.
0: You guys, thank you so much for listening to Watch. Chelsea, where can people find you? People can tweet me if they need me at Chelsea Harfouche, Twitter, Instagram, wherever internets are sold. And you can find me at Ellie Maine on Instagram and Ellie Maney on Twitter. And you can find this podcast at WhatPod on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Facebook, pretty much anything you can think of. And our website is at those 2 Club. Keep it loose. Keep it tight. so your prayers at night. Especially tonight. Especially tonight. <laughs> Maybe start now. <laughs>